Hello and welcome to another episode of Repeater. My name is Evan. And I'm Pat. And with us today is writer and actor Alanis Capetos. Hey! There she is. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Cool. I just got, I mostly got over a cold, so I'm like feeling yeah. pretty good. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you beat it. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Of course. To get started, we're going to talk a little bit about something we've been listening to uh, lately. Pat? I was on YouTube and looking at NPR Tiny Desk Concerts, which are great if you haven't watched them. Uh, and I stumbled upon one I hadn't seen before, which is the Toon Yards Tiny Desk Concert. Mm. It is incredible. Uh, if you're not familiar with Toon Yards... Uh, yeah, what's a Toon Yard? It's like... Uh, what's her name? She's like a Meredith. weirdo, right? She's like... It, it's very weird, like kind of abstracty, kind of like funky music. Nice. Uh, the first song I ever heard from her is called Water Fountain, and it's about a water fountain that has no water in it. Um, and that's it. Classic. But she uses like really cool, like uh, she uses loopers and like percussion and like that's gets nice. these like really cool like polyrhythms going. Um, so it's a woman named Toonyard. When I guess or like I don't know the history of the band. Yeah, Toonyard? that's like the band name I oh, believe. Okay. So like she started people. it as her like solo project, and over time it's grown to like include, I think it's five touring musicians but wow. like it can like scale up to That's be this awesome. really large thing um and it's just like a really fun tiny desk because you can see the npr employees just sitting there smiling <laughs> so big uh so yeah go check out that cool uh i've been listening to charles bradley's latest album um changes and i would go with the title track changes as a very good song for people to check out um charles bradley died this year is that right am i remembering that I correctly so, yeah. put out an album uh this album changes came out last year and it is excellent um if you like soul it's from daptone i think on the show we frequently shout out um daptone records because they make really really great stuff but uh yeah i don't know i was doing some christmas shopping this week and stumbled across one of his albums and was like oh yeah i gotta listen to it because it's so good so if you like soul music, I would highly suggest people check out Charles Bradley. Cool. Elena? Oh, uh, so mine sounds embarrassing compared to yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been listening to, uh, there's this No Doubt album where mm -hmm. they made popular No Doubt, sound, uh, no Doubt songs into lullabies. Oh. Uh, so That's it's like, great. yeah, and No Doubt is like one of my favorite bands, like potentially my favorite band and like, it's really nice to like walk through New York City and like the chaos and you're always rushing somewhere and to listen to like a song you like as a lullaby and it's like there are no words. It's just really like oh. nice tones and it's like, mm, I love this melody and I get all the feelings I like of this mm -hmm. song, but it's like relaxing. It does sound very relaxing. Yeah, it's nice. I, uh -huh, I, yeah. I, I can't wait to have a child to <laughs> raise them on this. <laughs> it's the only thing that's made me want to have a child. So. Uh -oh. Was that produced by No Doubt, or was I it like... I don't think so. I mean, okay. I'm sure they had something to do with it, you know? Like, they probably said yes, but I don't think they, like, got in the recording studio and right. made it. I, I could be completely wrong. I didn't look into it. <laughs> I just went with it. Yeah. Oh, no, that sounds really nice. I was somewhere over the weekend that it's like... There's, like, a restaurant, I think, maybe, but... Um, restaurant or cafe. But if you paid attention, like, all the music that was on was just very, like... Uh, 
kind of like beautiful, like chill, like jazzy, just covers of popular songs though. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, you don't quite notice until it, uh, you start paying attention. Yeah. But that's great. Like I listen to like vitamin string quartet, like mm-hmm. all the time yeah. of like some of my favorite songs. It's just, there's something so nice of like, I know this melody, I appreciate this melody and I don't have to deal with like the emotions of the lyrics and <laughs> <I laughs> yeah, yeah. just like have it. Yeah, I get that for sure. Because, yeah, sometimes uh, if you can really hear all the words, it, like, takes you out of it. And it's certainly hard to, like, maybe, like, work to it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like elevator music that you like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Um, which song did you want to talk with us about today? Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, Dancing on My Own by Robin. Ooh, what a good track. Oh, it's so good. Let's um, listen to a clip of it right now. Oh, what clip are you going to play? There's oh so my many God. good parts. And honestly, it's very hard to edit out like a yeah. chunk of the song that is representational of like... There's so many twists so and turns. I know. Here it goes. Yeah, no, oh. oh, yeah. It is stupid, Robin. <laughs> oh. It breaks in. I love uh, that little drop yeah. so much. It's great. There's like this imagery painted of this... I don't know, the whole thing. She like gives you the scene. Yeah. I mean, I always just, and she's, she looks so iconic that mm-hmm. you just like, Absolutely. she's in my head and she's dancing. It's great. With strobe <laughs> lights and glitter. <laughs> yeah, and it is a fabulous music video. Uh, all, of, all of her videos are so great. Yeah. Her outfits, oh, I just love it. Mm-hmm. And then the song continues, and more magic. Go listen to the whole thing, because it's wonderful. (laughs) Um, Great. So before you let us know why you chose that one, we are going to guess. Cool. (laughs) I think... And you Patrick and I have never met. We never don't met. know each other. <laughs> so I'm so going to get really, this right. Yeah, this is super interesting to me. <laughs> uh, I want... I have no idea when this song came out, so that's going to be very helpful in this guess. Mm. I think you found this song in college uh, watching an MTV movie, and it really stood out. <laughs> what is out an MTV you. movie? <laughs> you yeah, know, like Nacho mean? Libre. Like Joe's apartment. Like, <laughs> you a movie 90s, on right? MTV or a movie that MTV produced? Both. It's <laughs> Wow. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) That's a great, yeah, great guess. That's a very good guess. I worked very hard on it. Yeah. I'm also going to say this was Evan and I are very close. Yeah. (laughs) Are very, very close. So this is going to be a completely different kind of Uh, guess. I'm going to say that this was also a big college song. And my, and you know, let's just say this. You're in college. You're in the city. Somebody drags you out to a horrible place. This you sounds just terrifying. Don't want it. Like a uh, like a bar or a club. Uh-huh. You really truly like uh, when you're in a college. You think is going to be a fun time, and you think is the right thing to do, but is actually you're not having any fun at all. Um, but this song comes on, and it's like at least this moment of solace of uh, of like this song fucking rules, and I can have a good time at least for this like three and a half minutes mm. while everything else is. Uh, horrible wow these guesses really paint a picture of me Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh now give us the lowdown oh my god well you were both dead on with college i discovered (laughs) this song in college um uh good job uh figuring out that i went to college Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember when I first heard this song. I mean, I was definitely in school. I believe that a, a very close friend of mine uh, introduced me to it. Not like, hey, you have to listen to this song, but we were hanging out and it came on and I heard it. And a lot of times when I like hear a song, I mean, this has such a good hook and it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's something that sticks with you. I remember just being like, oh, what is this? Okay, I got to go. And I knew Robin, um, but I had heard it and I was like, oh, I got to go figure out this song. So when I went home, I downloaded it and I was just like, oh, mother. Can I curse? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, bitch. This song rules. <laughs> this song rules. <laughs> um, is that, I mean, is that, that's, I guess that's not the reason I chose the song though. Like you're okay. we're trying to get the reason I chose yeah. the song. Yeah. So, I mean, that's when I discovered it, you know, it's, it, from the first time I hear it, I heard it. I, uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, but the reason I chose it and the reason that I like it so much is it's one of those songs that like, I just think of it as like, oh, if this comes on anytime I'm out and dancing could happen. Mm -hmm it's going to go down if this song comes on. Like, it's just, it's one of those songs that I'm like, I'm going to sing the whole thing and I'm going to make sure everyone hears me because I'm a great singer mm -hmm. and I'm just going to like move my body in ways that it was, you know, I'm going to free myself. Um, and it also, what I love about it is like, there's, there's this version, the one that you played and she also has an acoustic version of it that she recorded in 2011 on like a radio thing mm -hmm. that's just piano in her that is like so like moving like it completely changes the meaning of the song mm -hmm. um so what i love i mean what i love about it is i feel like it's a song that like tricks you mm -hmm. like you hear the version you played and you're like oh this is a great you can dance you can let loose to it like empowerment this is wonderful and then you hear it slowed down and you're like oh oh my god like this mm -hmm. is the saddest thing i've ever heard <laughs> Um, so it's got those two dimensions to it that I just like, I feel like I can always listen to it. I'm never going to turn this song down. Yeah. Uh, I feel the same way about this song. I, this song is so great. And Robin is so, uh, adept, I think at just putting out these like huge pop songs that are also like potentially sad or she like beautiful. tricks you she she's like almost really, tricks you she does really that good yeah. at it. oh my god she's I, I i would argue that she is like one of the best if not the best at like hiding these like emotional powerhouses in these dance pop hits it's like it's a gift yeah yeah this is a song that um i didn't realize how well i knew it until i was i was at a party in la fancy mm -hmm. and, but okay. it came on and like Humble i'm not bread. much of a dancer and it like it's such an exciting song and such like a m moving song that like yeah i got out there you got, and did you some got dancing out. but like i also knew more of the words than i ever expected to and there aren't that many words not that many yeah. words but also like they're all sad yeah super sad yeah she yeah she keeps it simple but like very um to the point to, yeah yeah which is like hard to do like that's so like it's easy to like overwrite stuff you know mm -hmm. like how do you have such an impact with so few i mean yeah how many individual words are in the song like i don't know not that many not that many <laughs> you know yeah she uh it reminds me too of i i had liked this album quite a bit but maybe had not like I don't know. I like to me, it was like a dance album. Yeah. And then, uh, actually, a previous guest of ours, Elliot Glazer, I saw mm -hmm. him one time at Joe's Pub do just a piano uh, oh. ballad cover of Call Your Girlfriend. Oh. And it like <laughs> oh destroyed God. Why me. Why would he do that to an audience? It was, oh, no. It really was like oh. heart wrenching to watch. Yeah. 
And I think I think maybe I've told this story before, but it's like I also expected him to get up and do something funny. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Because he's a comedian and instead he just like tore everyone's hearts out with this Robin song. Oh, good for him. Um (laughs) and it was like gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. And and I and um it made me, you know, re-listen to a lot of things on the album. Uh, Dance on my own. I think one of them, yeah. certainly with a, a different kind of beer. Yeah, I mean, so many of them. There's this great. There's a really great cover of um, "Hang with Me" on yes. YouTube. It's a. I forget what it's like. What the how to find it, but it's like a woman and like a guy on guitar, and they're in like an art gallery. I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just like beautiful. It's just like this acoustic version. There's lots of uh, harmonies going on, and it's like, oh man, like this is. I don't know. That to me is like, that's music. Like that's yeah. music that like, yeah. touches me. And that song is like, I find that to be like this, like empowering, like anthem on that album. Yeah. That is, uh, I love that song too. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think dancing on my own is like an empowerment mm-hmm. as well. Like I think the version, the version that she put out is really empowering because mm-hmm. it like, she's saying these sad things, but it's like, she's just dancing. And like Robin, like if you see any of her videos, like she's a great dancer and she's like, I don't know. She's a unique dancer. She does what the fuck she wants. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of her songs are just about dancing, you know? And it's kind of this anthem of like, I don't know. There's, there's like hope to the album version that I think like an acoustic version lacks. Mm -hmm. Um, and it feels, I don't know, it feels like you could be going through heartache. I mean, I have gone through heartache and like listened to this song and felt like, you know, I, I'm dancing on my own and like, that's, that's cool. Right. Like I just came to say goodbye, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that like with the driving synths behind it, it really turns it into sort of like a cathartic, like yeah. just powerhouse. Whereas like the acoustic is probably, well, I want to sit on my couch and be sad for a little bit. Yeah. It feels like, so like her album version feels like she actually, like it puts you there. Like she is at the club Mm -hmm. and she's dancing and this awful thing is happening, but like she's dancing it out. The acoustic version is like, you're, you're not fucking dancing. Like you're saying you're dancing, but you're like in a bathtub weeping. Yeah. It's like way more (laughs) of a metaphor. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a totally different, it's a totally different thing. That is like the beauty of the studio version is it seems so literal in, mm. in a lot of ways that yeah. you're like, you're, when you're dancing along to it, you're just like, yeah, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing yeah. <laughs> to this song right yeah. now. And it feels great. Well, it's nice to be like, you know, if you're dancing and singing along to be like literally dancing and saying, I keep dancing. Like, that's yeah. just a fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It re- I remember when I very first heard it, it uh, I'm sure there's a long line of songs about dancing alone, mm-hmm. but it reminded me of like dancing by myself, yeah. um, which is like another fun song that it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, I'm supposed to be and that feel it feels like dancing, that's a good you know? it, yeah, that feels like cathartic. It feels like a good thing, yeah, like yeah. dancing with yourself. It it makes dancing with yourself seem not sad, um, <laughs> which is why I really love this song. But it, it's a it, it is a good thing because. Yeah. Uh, I find it's like more often than not in life, okay, I guess I'm dancing like near people or mm-hmm. like around people, but yeah. chances are I'm like dancing alone. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm Unless not dancing me. with someone most yeah. of the time. You ever dance with, I mean, that is like, it's funny. I feel like there have been like theater parties and mm-hmm. stuff where like there's like a dance floor and you find yourself dancing with people that like you consider good friends, but are not like, you know, like your family friends. And suddenly you're dancing with them and you're making eye contact. And it's so 
intimate, isn't yeah. it? You're like making eye contact and you're move. You're like gyrating your body and shaking yourself around and just like staring someone yeah. in the eyes. And you're like, I'm naked right now. Like this is pure me. It's like this little, uh, it feels like this little like repressed part of ourselves yeah. that is just like, we're not allowed to ever do. And then yeah. people are like, well, you've had a couple of drinks. It's like a holiday thing or it's a, yeah. someone's birthday party or whatever it is. Like here, you have an excuse yeah. to actually like have contact with people. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. I, I feel like there are people where the whole basis of why I've even like known them or become friends with them is because I've like been on the dance floor somewhere with them. Yeah. Just like whether, you know, whether it's a, uh, in a theater community, you're at like a wedding or something. It's like people yeah. you maybe like kind of know arms length wise. Mm-hmm. I'm like, then I start talking to them. Yeah. Well, it says a lot about moment. a person, right? Like yeah. the, the, this is such a silly sentence. The openness you can bring to the dance floor <laughs> really says a lot about a person, right? Like if yeah. you're willing to like connect with the people around you or you're really willing to like stand there and like move yourself. And I guess I'm speaking for myself because I move so horribly <laughs> that it's a really like vulnerable thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think it can be. Um, it reminds me of this thing. Um, this is a this is very like secondhand passed down knowledge. But uh, Armando Diaz, uh, one of the founders of Magnet Theater, um, where we're recording this, mm. coincidentally. Mm. But I believe he used to make level six classes go to karaoke after their shows, mm. and and like there was actually a philosophical basis behind it, which is like if you can't get up in front of a room and sing a karaoke song probably poorly yeah then how are you going to perform you know in front of an audience i mean that should be done at like level one yeah you know like everyone should do that because like yeah there's so many improv scenes where it's like you're you're pimped into like singing or like dancing and people don't want to do it that's like my go-to in improv i'm like if i could just like move my body around and flop around a little bit and and like not have to Mm -hmm. say anything Mm -hmm. yeah that's great people love it but for so many people dancing and singing are like these incredibly vulnerable things yeah that are uh they put you on the spot yeah yeah well i know that like for me uh this kind of song, like Robin's song, mm. felt almost like permission to come out to the dance floor. Yeah. Because for the longest time, like, this is going to be a surprise to everybody. Mm-hmm. Clubs are not really my thing. What? And I just met I you, and this is crazy. Well, listen, buckle up, because there's <laughs> a lot. No, but like, you know, because where I went to college, like, I, we would go to the club to hang out, yeah. and I would just go find my friends or like people that I knew that were at the bar yeah. or whatever. Mm. And I think a lot of it was like either not connecting to music or not connecting to the people that I was out with. Yeah. Um, so that like finding songs like this were, they did feel like permission because uh, it first of all highlights dancing alone. Yeah. But also sort of brings up the, nobody else is looking at you. Mm-hmm. And even if they are, who cares? Yeah. It's a dark room. Yeah. yeah. Or they look as weird as you do or just whatever. Um if Robin can dance while her guy's <laughs> fucking some other woman, <laughs> right, dance exactly. alone at the club. Yeah, it's also like it's also not a dumb song, which I think can go both ways. If I can just, it's like dance songs or pop songs that maybe you like don't. Uh, maybe it's not like your typical genre or jam or whatever. It's like sometimes they're just so fucking stupid yeah. that you like don't want to associate, like you don't want to enjoy them. Yeah. Um, 
But I think that goes on both ends of the spectrum. So it's like you either need a song like this, which is actually smart and well-crafted and has feeling, or you need to be like truly the dumbest song (laughs) ever. But if it's just like about like kind of being sexy and dancing and like how you're good or like... Like I a like know. Selena Gomez song or something. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm it like, just like feels stupid. And yeah. so you're like, well, I don't, I'm not going to like run out and like celebrate well, this the, song. Those songs feel like they're for a certain type of person, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it feels like it's for the person that like looks a certain way and like moves a certain way on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Like this is just like, like this is just about a person that like got their heart broken and is just like going to dance it out. Like what a, what a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um, so... Kind of talking about you're at ease on stage dancing and singing. Hell yeah. And but uh because you have a background in singing. Uh, yeah. And movement, right? <laughs> yeah. Well so tell us about you, you know, your yourself as a performer and maybe mm. why this kind of art uh, this kind of music would speak to you. Yeah. Um uh yeah, I mean myself as a perform I mean, can can you like what do you want me to talk about? <laughs> Can you like let's talk about uh, let's talk about voice stuff first? Yeah, singing. Yeah, um, I mean, I've been just like ha- like my background yeah, in singing. Sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, singing. I've been singing like basically my whole life. Um, it's kind of yeah. Looking back at it now, like singing is like what got me through like middle school and high school for sure. I uh, I did the talent show in seventh grade at the end of the year, and I played piano and sang uh, Michelle Branch's "Goodbye to You," <laughs> and it literally like it literally put me on the map. Like it wow. was like awesome. it, it was like okay, this is now in this like horrible culture that is middle school in New Jersey. Um, I suddenly like like dug up like a space for myself and plopped myself there. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to be the girl that like people knows can people know that can sing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of like carried me through high school too. was like, Oh, I'm like the performer. Um, yeah. And then I got into like acting and stuff, uh, and then got really into comedy. Uh, and now I kind of will use music like for comedy mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, like I'll still like, I'll write, comedic songs and stuff and uh, you know kind of one of my favorite things to do comedically is to like you know sing a song and have it be really beautiful and then have some sort of like comedic hook like I think there's something really great about like meshing uh like really beautiful art like legitimate art Mm -hmm. with like the stupidest thing possible yeah I mean I think in that regard you two are like a bit of a trickster you know um (laughs) because you do truly have a fantastic voice and uh and are so funny and so it's it's a delight to be able to like see both of those things come together because I feel like people's first reaction to a lot of that type of thing is like, oh, this is gorgeous. What beautiful song are we listening to? <laughs> but then to like hit them over the head with a joke is such a fun trick. Yeah, I love that because you don't. I feel like there's not um like enough of that. You don't see a lot of like like beautiful dance or or movement or like beautiful singing and then there's some like big punchline. I feel like a lot of um yeah, a lot of comedians have very like some have really good voices. Most I think have like serviceable serviceable mm-hmm. voices, serviceable voices. Um but yeah, it's like why not why not do something at, you know, at your best level and then like make it really funny underneath. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, now you wrote a sketch a couple years ago that was like all dance based mm-hmm. um, on like sort of like a ba- ballet piece. Yeah, it was like a really. Where did that kind of come from? Um, well, I had heard <laughs> that the song uh, 
Uh, it's called Anna. It's by, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Gunnar Madsen. I, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your Google name. Google it. Gunnar. Um, <laughs> the song was uh, on Sex and the City. <laughs> and it was this like great scene. It's like a super emotional scene where um, I think... Uh, it's at one point in Carrie and Big's relationship. I think it's like in the middle of the season, in the middle of the series. Um, and she's like, she's saying something about them like being together or like he's going to France and she's like, okay, we can work this out. Like I'm gonna, I can be with you. Like I can come visit. You'll come back to New York. It'll be okay. Uh, and then he like pulls back. He's like, I don't think that's, I don't know mm -hmm. if that's gonna work. And she like freaks out and then they like break up. And then he comes over for one night. They make love. And then the next morning he leaves and she's looking out the window and watching him leave and this song comes on and it's Ooh. like, I, I highly recommend looking up this song. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, so I remember hearing it on that episode and just being like, oh, this like, this moved me. Like mm -hmm. this completely like, this music like has something to it. And I knew that I wanted to do some kind of comedic thing with it. Cause I just, yeah, like I said, like I love the idea of like putting up a sketch that is also beautiful in some way at the the risk of sounding completely pretentious. It's like, mm -hmm. why not give something so beautiful and then put the stupidest fucking thing <laughs> on top of it, which is what uh, the, like my team with Evan, we wound up doing is uh, I wrote a sketch where it's me and uh, Lane, uh, an actress on our team mm -hmm. who is like a, a beautiful dancer, like a trained dancer, very, very good. And we're at a food court and uh, she's like, I don't know what I wanna choose and I leave and she starts dancing ballet to this song. Uh, and then the rest of the team comes out dressed as food and it's all like a ballet <laughs> and like someone's a pizza, someone's bacon. Uh, the beautiful Brian Berlin is a cupcake. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like, it's ridiculous, but it's like, it was committed and everyone does it and they worked really hard and Lane's a beautiful dancer. Mm -hmm. So it was like a really, I mean, that to me is like the peak of what my, what I want my comedy to be. It, um, the, I think sometimes like listen to the audience, watch that sketch. Uh, and then I've, I've like watched it a couple of times on video because <laughs> it's, it is nice to watch, but it has this like double effect of two types of joy. Mm. It's like, I think people watch the meat of that sketch, this this dancing with this beautiful song, and yeah. and they're like watching people that can, aside from Lane, people that can't really <laughs> dance try to dance. Yeah. But there is like a joy to it of like, oh, they're like trying to do something legit yeah. and they're going for it. Yeah. And you just feel happy. And there are choreographed parts where like everyone's yeah. doing the same yeah. thing and it's like, you know, it's not all as elegant as right. Lane, but it's like the efforts that like, no, they're not making, no one was making fun of themselves right. while they were doing it. It was taken very seriously. And there's a happiness to that uh, that is like devoid of comedy. It's just like a happy thing to be watching. And yeah. then you get a big button at the end of it. You know, you get a big yeah. laugh and you get this other, like you get this yeah. big bonus uh, kind of happiness. And yeah. it's, it's, yeah, that's hard. I think so much sketch comedy, comedy in general, you know, uh, the, it, the type of happiness it gives you is humor. And yeah. like, that's it probably most of the time. Yeah. Well, I love too about like that sketch in particular and like some of the stuff that I try to do is that there was so much vulnerability in like the, members of that cast like trying to pull that dance off like there's not like if that if that didn't land it's like you guys are just up there legitimately trying to dance beautifully you know yeah. like that's it's a really vulnerable like you're putting yourselves out there and I think there's such a for me it's like the payoff for that is so much richer it's like I'd rather fail like going at 100 than like do well at like 80 mm -hmm. you know totally yeah I mean it's a uh... I think it's a great like philosophy to have.
in the comedy world. Yeah. Um, now, movement stuff, you've also spent time studying, like, Commedia, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, uh, my junior year of college, I uh, studied abroad in Italy um, and studied, uh, like, physical comedy and Commedia dell'arte and mask work and stuff. Um, so that was very... Yeah, that was very eye-opening for me, you know, that whole trip in a lot of ways. Because, um, like, in general, like, I'm, uh, you know, I, I would say, like a, like, a smaller performer, at least when I, like, started off. Um, like, thinking back of acting in college, like, it was always just, like, I would think that, because I, I was feeling so much inside, but, like, what was coming off was, like, virtually nothing. Because mm -hmm. I'm just not, like, I don't have an, a super expressive face, um, and like my, yeah, like I, I just was not very, um, movement based. I was not like a physical performer. Um, but going to that program, like, you know, you put a mask on and suddenly you have to communicate with your body yeah. and like everything changes. Um, yeah. So was, uh, knowing that you didn't have an expressive face, something that drew you towards doing the Comédie de l'Arte? I, I think so. I think it was mostly like. You know, especially in college, those first, like, I would say those first two years, I on stage, I would always felt so frozen in my mm -hmm. body. Like, I would feel like I don't, like, I, I you know, I, it's so silly, but, like, I don't know what to fucking do with my hands. Like, I don't know what to do yeah. with my fucking hands in this scene. What do I do? Do I point? Like, do I, like, put it under my chin? Like, I don't know what to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, like, I, you know, I took dance growing up, but I just, you know, I stopped it right before middle school, so it never kind of became a big part of me. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, yeah, was just not really a physical person. So I was drawn to the program because it was like, okay, this is what I'm struggling with. You know, this is something that is like certainly uh, like a, a weakness of mine. So like, let's let's do this thing where that's like only about the body and, and movement and see like what comes out of it. And I would say still like, you know, it helped, but probably like the best thing for like comedy and like becoming like more of a physical performer was seeing people like uh like Nick Canellis or mm -hmm. like Ilana perform and just be like god the way they like use their bodies and the way that they create characters and are so physical it's like they are so successful from that you know it's like seeing yeah. it in action it, it was so much easier for me to be like okay I'm gonna like adopt that or like steal that a little bit and I have all this training right. that I should <laughs> be using. Well, it is. It sounds like uh, perhaps a, you know, patchwork approach to like, re you get to a certain point and you realize, oh, I have all these different pieces. I have yeah. all these different tools. And sometimes you just need to maybe see a delivery of it that like makes it make sense, you totally. know, yeah. um, because it is, it's like, oh yeah, I have this, I have background in dance. Yeah. I have background being uh, on a stage doing theater. Yeah. And then I have background in comedia, which is this whole very specific world of theater. But then to see some, I don't know, then to see someone go up and like play a panda in a, in a, yeah, in an improv it's show like, might help. So yeah. like, right, 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 right. Yeah. I've spent, you know, uh, tens of thousands of dollars, but oh my God, that person just played a baby like a boss. <laughs> Everything's great. Uh, yeah, maybe like, yeah, a horrible moment of realization in certain ways, but. But it's also like, I think it, it provided like a really good framework. It's kind of that thing of like, you build the house, but like the lights aren't gonna go on until you like see it in action yeah. and, and enjoy it. Yeah, because yeah. there's, uh, I mean, my own experience with masks is mm. uh, sleep no more, which is not a class at all, but like you put a mask <laughs> on. So that's how I'm connecting to that. Um, 
But I found that experience to be very freeing because you put a mask on and then all of a sudden you can sort of just blend in. Yeah. Um, And I wonder if doing that course was like a way, almost like the song was to me like permission to dance. Mm. If that's like uh, more just getting you into the mindset of just like letting go of whatever preconceived notions you have of how you move. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, seeing other people and bringing that into yourself it's also like when you have a mask on you know you can see the performer's eyes but that's not what they're communicating through Mm -hmm. when a person is standing on stage without a mask like you're looking at their face and you're really you're looking at their eyes Mm -hmm. um but having that covered it's a freeing in a lot of ways because it kind of opens you up to like okay I don't know. I think the eyes are probably like the most vulnerable part of the body other than the genitals. Of yeah. Course. We can all agree. Top uh, two places to get hit. Top two places. I always I cover one eye and then I cover my genitals. The other eye I can live without. I also don't want people staring at either, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> both staring at either one of them makes me yeah. very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I always say, hey, I'm up here, I point to my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing you could look at in my face. <laughs> We've also all been wearing masks this whole time. Yeah, it's yeah. been a fucking trip. <laughs> <laughs> For you listeners, you've been deprived of great, great uh, visual. Yeah. We've been wearing masks yeah. this whole time. Evan's wearing his Jackie Kennedy mask. It's yep. so inappropriate. It's very inappropriate. <laughs> but like, he looks good. He lo- yeah. I mean, yeah. He Pat is amazing. a classic Arlecchino. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Of the earth. Of, of the, the earth. earth. Of course, very of course. good. Very good. Um, and Ilana, no, Jesus Christ, Elena, <laughs> I got Elana on the mind now. Uh, we all do. Um, <laughs> got her on the mind. Elena is just wearing a stocking. Yeah. Well, I got like some places I got to rob her. Yeah. I, I got some places I got to stick up after this. Yeah. Um, do you have any other, do you have any other songs that will drag you onto the dance floor? Mm, um, I mean, honestly, any Robin song, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and then I think it's it's also like most pop music, like recent pop music will drag me on the floor. I love, uh, like I just had a holiday party for work and they were mm-hmm. playing, uh, oh, I forget the name of the artist, but it's that song. It's like, I don't care. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's just like a great it's song good. to jump around to. What a yeah, great yeah. song to dance to. Um, oh, and I love ABBA. I Abba's love so ABBA. Yeah, I, I was close to, it was very hard to pick a song for this, and I'm like shocked that I didn't pick an ABBA song. I love I, ABBA. A while ago, thought that I did not like ABBA. Uh, and then no. my friend Sam was like, we were going to sit down and listen to the Greatest Hits album. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. And what I was an convinced. Album. Convinced yeah. by the end. I mean, it's yeah. just like the pinnacle of pop music, right? It's like perfect. They're great. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's. It's funny you mentioned that. So I don't, I don't care. I love it. Iconopop. Mm-hmm. No, yes, and, yeah, yeah. But that is so the writer of uh, Dancing on My Own, the co-writer, mm. is this guy Patrick Berger, and that's another song of his. Oh, really? Uh, that he's makes like sense. a European hit factory. I mean, not like every single song he writes is a giant jam, but like yeah. he's written so many great dance floor pop songs yeah. of the last like I don't know handful of, like seven years yeah. or something like that but it's also like you think of those two songs and it's like the it's not just the music that is is drawing you or drawing me to the dance floor mm-hmm. like it's you know I don't care you know it's basically that song is like you know fuck you you're an old guy I don't care I'm gonna burn your car <laughs> yeah. you get to jump around it's like that just like feels good yeah yeah absolutely it really does 
Uh, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, where can people see you or find out more about you? Um, cool. Uh, is this going to come out like fairly yeah, soon? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in February and March, you can see me and uh, Ilana Fishbein, uh, who we've talked about a lot, uh, in Sisters 3 at the Magnet Theater, uh, Thursdays at uh, 8.30 p.m. Oh, it might be 8. I think it's at 8.30 mm -hmm. p.m., though. Um, yeah. And then I play. I also play with um, Armando Diaz Experience at 7 on Saturdays and the cast at 10.30 on Saturdays. And I'm on a great team with Evan, a sketch team called The Executives. Uh, we perform every Friday night at 7 p.m. So, yeah. Check out the Magnet Theater website for all things Elena Scapettos. And oh, yeah. uh, thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. That was this a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Until next time. Hit repeat. Oh, yeah. Repeater is hosted by Evan Ford Barden and Patrick Cartelli. This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City, where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and more. Find out more at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. Repeater.